Thank you for tuning in to Church on the Rock podcast. We have a great sermon in store for you. We hope this message challenges you, builds you, and motivates you into taking the next step in your purpose with God. Enjoy the sermon. Well, Happy New Year to you. This is the first time I've seen you. Amen. Since the, the last night when we were here New Year's Eve. Amen. God is doing some great things. Amen. He's doing some great things in the earth, and we are part of it. Yeah. Amen. We are a part of it, and this is going to be a year like you've never seen before. Yeah. Amen. You're going to see it, but we're ministering this morning, so you participate in it. Yeah. Amen. You're going to see it, but we're going to minister this morning so you can participate in it. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And so um, I want you to open your Bibles with me, and uh, we're going to take a look at some, some places where we've been talking about acceleration, and I want you to keep talking about it. And um, Dr. Jacobs, I got his notes with me this morning, and, and I'm going to give you a copy of it. Amen. Amen. Just to remind you, you may want to take this and put it on your refrigerator. Amen. This is a year of acceleration. Now, I'm going to tell you, this has always been a year of acceleration, but the church has to keep up with God. Amen. Amen. And in uh, John, the Gospel of John, around chapter 4, around verse 23, the Bible said God is a spirit. Amen. God is a spirit. He's not flesh and blood. He is not detectable with the natural eye, but he can be seen. And he can be seen because uh, the book of Revelations gives us the image of God on the throne around in about chapter 4. But John, Apostle John wrote that he was in the spirit. I'm going to say that again. He wrote that he was in the spirit. Amen. And he, because he was in the spirit, uh, on the Lord's day, he was given the image of God and, and, and the atmosphere and the rim of the throne room of God and where God sits on his throne and rules which means he can be seen but not with the natural eye amen God is a spirit and John had to be in the spirit and he writes us also in the gospel of John chapter 4 and lets us know that God is a spirit amen and they that worship him must worship him in the spirit so God created this new being called the new creation, and we've entered into it through Jesus Christ to be born again. Amen. And then he gave us not the natural realm, but the spirit realm for our default realm. Amen. So that we could keep up with him. And the reason why the church has an experience celebration is because it doesn't keep up with him. It keeps up with the world. Amen. No, no, don't, don't, you know, don't shout me down, but it's the truth. The church is being drawn into the world for a whole lot of different reasons. But this is the year we pull back. Amen. Amen. This is a pull back year. The world has nothing new for you. Amen. It has nothing new for you to partake of. Your new things are in the realm of the spirit. Amen. Your new things are in the realm of the spirit. And if you're going to keep up with him, then you'll have the acceleration. Amen. 
and the things we're preaching about are going to show up. Amen. Amen. We're talking about expansion like you've never seen it before. Amen. We're talking about increase like you've needed, never seen it before. Promotion like you've never seen it before. Miracles like you've never seen them before. Healings like you've never seen them before. Amen. And we're talking about them happening in a compressed time. Amen. We're talking about them happening in a compressed time if you're keeping up in the realm of the spirit. Amen. And, and so we are, we're going to talk about the spiritual things we need to do to keep up with what he wanted. Amen. The spiritual things he wanted to, wants us to do to keep up with him. Now look over here in the Gospels, and I'm probably going to pick up here in... Um, Let's see here. Let's go over here to, to Matthew. I believe it's where it is, what I'm, what I'm looking for. Because the Holy Ghost wants to move you in some places. Amen. And we're going to have to be moving at a pace with him. Amen. And we're going to have to move at a pace with him and stay at a pace with him because when he begins to direct you and instruct you, you're going to have to be listening and moving quickly with him. Amen? Amen. And I'm looking for this verse over here. And uh, let me see if I can put my hands right on it. It talks about Jesus moving with the Holy Ghost. And immediately he was moved by the Spirit. Amen? And uh, we're going to have to be immediate with the Holy Ghost. Amen? Look over here and... Um, in the Gospel of John, well, go to, go to Luke. That's where I'll just look at Luke because uh, uh, this is what we're going to have to do right here. Uh, Luke chapter 4, amen. Luke chapter 4, and I'll just use that one because a lot of times I get a scripture on my heart right when I'm up here. And, but I'm still going to give it to you because this is where the Holy Ghost wants us to go right now. Amen. I want to talk to you about, um, I want to talk to you about moving with the Holy Ghost immediately. Because Jesus lived an accelerated life. Amen. The first church in the book of Acts lived an accelerated lifestyle. Jesus lived an accelerated lifestyle. An accelerated lifestyle means that I'm hearing from the Spirit of God. And I'm hearing from the word of God more than I'm hearing from the natural. Amen. God says, he tells me, he said, Keith, when you look at the creation of times, I've only had man on this planet for about 6,000 years. But I plan on him living with me throughout eternity. There is no end to it. So this time of redemption, from the time God put the first man on this planet and to, from the and to the time the church is raptured out of here is probably going to be somewhere between six to 7,000 years. But when you're dealing with God, he's the God of eternity with no beginning and no end. And when you put six or 7,000 years in eternity, it's a very compressed time. Yes, it is. It's a compressed time. Amen. And when you put your lifetime and your time on this planet 
in the midst of eternity. It's a very compressed time. And the time is so compressed that the church ought to be thinking about acceleration. Because you're not going to have long on this planet to do what you're supposed to do. Jesus had about three years of ministry, three years of ministry from the time he was 30 to the time of 33 to take everything the devil took back from Adam. Amen. He had about three years to take everything back. The devil accumulated for about 4,000 years. Amen. From the time of Adam to the time of Jesus, it's probably going to be about 4,000 years. And so, so Jesus took what the devil did in 4,000 years and reversed it in three. Amen. We're talking about a compressed Jesus. He's trying to do a quick work. Amen. He ain't trying to drag out your healing. It's just taking you, that, it's taking you time to catch up with the healer. Healing don't take that long. It's just taking us time to catch up with him because we're slow, slow to move to faith. Jesus had to tell them on the road of masses, oh, slow of heart to believe. It's taking you two days for me to get you to believe it. And that's me standing in your presence. Now, I was reading this morning, and, and the disciples were in the storm on the boat with Jesus and woke him up and said, Man, Master, don't you care that we perish? And Jesus stood up and rebuked, rebuked the wind and the waves, and calm and peace came. And he looked at them, and how is it because you have absolutely no faith in your own crisis? I'm going to say that again. How is it that you have absolutely no faith in your own personal crisis? And sometimes challenges can come so quick, you ain't got time to get in faith. You should have already been in now. Because faith is not to be, it can't be developed in the midst of a crisis. Because normally fear is there. And if fear is there, faith can't be there. But thank God for Jesus. He shows up on the scene when fear is there. He said, fear not. No, you're going to stop this right now so we can get a manifestation right now. Amen. And so Jesus, God told me, he said he lived an accelerated lifestyle all the time. And that's why he could get manifestations quicker than people do in normal way of living. And because people live in a lack of acceleration and Jesus lives in acceleration, the church has gotten to a place now that it's been so slow to catch up with the supernatural, it don't even believe in the power of God anymore. But welcome to Church on the Rock. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. I'm preaching for acceleration. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So get ready to be un uncomfortable sometimes because when you're moving faster than you've normally been moving, it's always sometimes like a jerk, you know, so praise God. Come on now. It's kind of like a, you ever been in a car? It's a jerk. It means the G-forces hit you. That means, praise God, we're pulling you faster than your body is ready to go. I'm causing you this year at Church on the Rock, you could experience some G-forces. 
Amen. Some Holy Ghost Jesus is meaning we're, we're moving you faster than you really want to go because we may be asking you to pray when you don't feel like praying. We may be asking you to come to the house of God when you don't feel like coming. We may ask you to get in the word of God when you don't feel like it. But I've got to go anyway because the prophet said this is a year of increase. Amen. And listen, other people are getting this accelerated word. It's not just us. Other churches are getting it. My cousin, she was at a Pastor Cynthia's dad's birthday party and she said, I'm going to, she told, we were at her dad's 93rd birthday party. Praise God. And thank God for somebody that lived 93 years. But anyway, she was there. She said, Keith, I'm going to, she said, um, she told me before New Year, she said, I'm going to church at such and such church. I would come to yours. I just don't want to drive that far from Clarksville and come down here. Anyway, she took a picture inside the church. And she was standing in front of this banner, and it was talking about a year of acceleration. <laughs> now, normally, I wouldn't have even paid attention to that, maybe. But God has already spoke to me personally and told me this is a year of increase. And when I looked, <laughs> a year of acceleration, but when I looked up the word acceleration in the Bible, you cannot find the actual word. And then God explained to me, no, I was calling that increase. He said, I'm talking about supernatural increase where I'm going to condition you where your faith is going to start producing faster for you than it's normally been because I'm releasing a grace in this year because I got to get my church caught up to where it needs to be. And so I got that word the last night at the Word and Spirit Conference in Indiana and then Dr. Jacobs jumps up while I'm up giving that exhortation. He said, Pastor Keith, I got this in my Bible. He said, I got this in my, and I looked at it. I said, okay, now, wait a minute. I'm getting this word, and now you getting this word. Amen. And he wrote times of acceleration that things are going to be happening quicker in the cycle than they've normally been happening. And then I'm trying to mind my own business some more, and my cousin puts out this Facebook post and she's, she's posing in front of this, in front of this camera, but right behind her is a big old banner in this church that says, Year of Acceleration. God is trying to tell his people, Amen, don't get left behind in 2022. I'm moving supernaturally like I've never moved before, so you're going to have to keep up with me because I am not going to try to do your pace. I'm not going to try to do your word pace. I'm not going to try to do the current prayer pace you have, the current word pace you have, the current praise pace you have. I am not trying to do your casual pace. Jesus said, I wish you were called to me. Then lukewarm. I'm spitting lukewarmness out. You're going to have to be white hot, poker hot fire this year for the things of God. You're not going to try to treat me like I'm not awesome. 
You just saying you're an awesome God. You're not going to treat me like I'm not awesome. You're not going to sing it and then sing it for 15 minutes in a church that I'm awesome and then try to treat me unawesome for the rest of the week. You're not going to get to do that this year. You're going to have to come after me. You're going to have to run after me. I'm going to have to be the apple of your eye. I'm going to have to be your number one priority because when you need a way out, I'm got to be the way out. When you need out of depression, I got to get you out of that. When you, can't, when you cannot see straight with your mind, I got to give you clarity of mind. I got to heal your body. I got to deliver you and give you peace. And you're not going to be using me for crisis. You're going to have to use me, amen, praise God, and allow me to use you to carry this gospel with some passion in different places wherever you go. The church wants him when it's, when it's going through a troubled time. But that's not, what, that's not what the gospel is for. It's not for people in trouble. The gospel is Jesus Christ made flesh. The gospel is a man. The gospel is a man from heaven that came back here to in a short period of time to work in an accelerated pace to get your redemption taken care of, to put you back in the family of God so that your name would be written in heaven, so that you would be an heir of God again and a joint heir with him again, to get sin out of your life forever, to wash away all of your sins. I came in a moment of time. I accelerated your deliverance. I washed you white as snow just in a moment of time. Though your sins be like scarlet, I wash them as white as snow. God doesn't even have a record that you will ever sin again any time in your life because Jesus has washed it all away. And by one offering, he has perfected you forever in the presence of God. And if he's perfected you, made you a part of the family of God, brought you back to the glory of God, then we ought to look more like heaven than the world. We ought to look more like that than the world. So the church is having to come out. Dr. Hatterball got in there and preached the other night at the Word and Spirit Conference. He said the time of watching R-rated movies for Christians is over with. I always get quiet right here because somebody may want to leave. They still ain't got enough. Still ain't got enough of being like the world. God, Dennis, he showed the scripture. Friendship with the world means you're an enemy of God. That's the book of James. That's the book of James. I got to preach. It's going for accelerated lifestyle. You're going to have to increase your rate of change. You got to increase. We're not going to wait five years for you to stop fornicating. We ain't got time for that no more. We don't have time for that no more. We need the power of God in this church. Amen. Praise God. We need God's power in this church. I get calls all the time. I'm right in the church this morning, and we got a call about symptoms in somebody's body. But I had to tell them the same thing. I've been telling everybody else. You have authority in the name of Jesus. And that coronavirus and that germ, you are to speak to it. Everything that's created on this planet 
It's been designed to listen to the voice of God. And when God is living in you and you are living in him and you are one with him and you are speaking his words, then you are the word of God in the earth and it will listen to you. Jesus said the storm will listen to you. Mountains will listen to you. Trees will listen to you. But you got to walk in honor. You got to be crowned with glory and honor that he created you in. You cannot put off Christ. You cannot put off your crown. You cannot lay down your authority. You cannot lay down your robe and go into the world and expect to speak the stuff and it works. That's why it's taking so long. I wonder if it works. It works all the time for the workers. It works all the time for the workers. And I want this year like I've wanted no other year. Amen. So I hope you're ready for me because I want this year like no other year. It's too much on the line. We are not trying to get out on the middle of a main highway and be like the world. We're not spending millions of dollars on buildings and where we're supposed to be evangelizing and then get out and get on billboards and people come and find us living in the world just like they are. You're going to have a problem with me. I'm just telling you that right now. You're going to have a problem. And if you got any leadership in this church, you better pull every toe out of the world. You better pull every coattail out of the world. You better... Because I don't want anybody seeing leadership in this church playing with the world. And he's saying, why should I come up to that white building on the hill when they live just like I do? That's over with. It's over with. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't keep all these years living for God to live just like the world. You know what? And I preach when New Year's night, the acceleration and judgment's coming too. You better know that too. The acceleration, things are happening quicker. Things are happening quicker. It's going to be a quick year either way. That's what's going to happen. Amen. So look down here what it says right here. It says here, in uh, Luke chapter 4, verse 1, and Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was what? Led by the Spirit into the wilderness. To have an accelerated year, you're going to have to be led by the Spirit. Notice Jesus is being led by the Spirit of God to the places he's going. Now look over here, and I found this is over in Mark. Turn to the Gospel of Mark. And chapter, uh, chapter 1 and verse 11. This is another version of that, of that scripture we just read. Jesus was living by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. God says the spirit I put in you is an accelerated spirit. You got acceleration already in you. But we're going to have to listen to him. I'm going to rehearse what I said on New Year's Eve night. Kenneth Copeland said it's going to be a year of correction. You can be in the wrong place and lose your life not listening to correction. I'm preaching real good right now, and I'm trying to prepare you for the year coming up. Amen. It's a year of correction, and it's a year of direction. A year of correction and a year of direction because God will not move with an unaccelerated people. 
That's why most places you can't go and you can't get healing and they don't believe in it. They just don't believe in it. Why they don't believe in it? Many times they've tried it. Many times they've tried it and it didn't work. It didn't work. Then they get to the praying, well, God, if God wants to do it, he can do it. God don't want to do it. Well, what happens is somebody gets an acceleration and it happens for them. Somebody can't get that, then it doesn't happen for them. You can end up getting two results. But I only live for one. I know only one really works. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. We glad to see Brother Adrian back. Amen. Wave everybody, Brother Adrian. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. He gave his testimony. Hallelujah. He back. He back, ain't he? <laughs> ah, praise God. Cause it works. Could have been another outcome. Wouldn't be the first time it was another outcome. Could have been another outcome. Yes, it could. It's been another outcome from a whole lot of people. But David said, I ain't got number one outcome. A thousand can fall over here. And 10,000 over here. You better start getting a bold attitude like that. The reason why I'm not getting their results is because I'm not living like them. David said, I was accelerated beyond them. I was living in, it wasn't luck, I was living accelerated beyond them. Look what it says right here. Come on now. In Mark chapter 1, verse 11, and there came a voice from heaven. Amen. That's an accelerated voice. Thou art my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. When you are hearing the voice of God, that means you're keeping up with him. People say, I'll never hear from him. You telling me you live in a decelerated life because he, he talks to me. He said, I want you to preach. <laughs> Dr. Jacobs asked me to do Thursday morning at the, at the Word and Spirit Conference, and I was going to come out of Mark chapter 1, verse 15, like I normally do, because I know the two things the church has got to do, amen, to see the power in the kingdom of God. you got to change, and you got to believe. And then God says, the rate of change of the church is too slow. you got to preach an accelerated rate of change. You know certain things are wrong. You know certain things the church shouldn't be in. And we ain't got time for people to take two or three years to dab around in it and come out of it. He said, you come out from among them and you be separated, said the Lord. And until you get out of that and get separated, then I'll call you my sons and daughters. Then I'll walk among you, which means now you keeping pace with me. When I walk among you, you're going to be keeping pace with me, and you're going to see the power of God take place. We got to have a church where Jesus walks up in here, and a church where that walks up in here with him is not a church that walks with the world during the week. You don't walk with them during the week. You got to look who you're walking with. Psalms 1 says a blessed person does not get counsel for the ungodly. It doesn't stay in the way of sinners. It doesn't sit in the seat of the scornful. But its delight is in the law of the Lord. And in that law does that person meditate day and night. If you are not a day and night person, you're not an accelerated person. 
But I'll tell you what, if a fight gets in your life, if a fight gets in your life, you're going to change gears. You'll spend more time in the Word than you ever spent. You'll spend more time in the Word than you ever spent. You let it affect your money, number one. You let it affect your body, number two. You'll get in the Word then because if you don't, we're going to have serious problems. And when I wanted to come to the hospitals to see him, they said, we can't let you come. They said, I, he said, they won't let you come up here. I said, we got to do it on the phone then. <laughs> praise God. And they got with me and they got with God. Praise God. And it turned. Yeah. It turned. It turned in one day, actually. Praise God. It turned in one day. He said he had to stay in there a while, but it turned. The very day his auction come back up. Yes, it did. The moment you release your faith, power starts flowing. That's a truth you need to remember because the enemy will try to show you signs and more symptoms. Praise God. But God's, let me tell you right now, symptoms can't outpace the acceleration of your faith in God. Eventually, your faith overcomes it. And moves it and wipes it out. That's what it does. It wipes it out. Now look what it says right here in verse. It says he spoke to him well. Please verse 12. And immediately. Boy that's acceleration. Immediately the spirit driveth him into the wilderness. Which means God and the Holy Spirit didn't have time for Jesus to take a week to finally get around to confronting the devil. I want you out there right now telling him you're going to take everything back. I want you to, I want to introduce him today to the one that's going to strip him of all the dominion, all the authority, all the things he took back from Adam and all the sin that he's caused from the time Adam entered into a relationship with him. I want it all wiped out. I want it all wiped out. I want it completely done away with forever. I want him to enter. I want him introduced to you right now. You are going to, I promised him there would be a devil crusher that would come and crush his head. And in three years, in the three years the devil thought he had Jesus, got him nailed to the cross, got him suffering and bleeding and dying, thinking he's getting the victory, and all he's doing right now is living in our weakness, living in our shame, living in our darkness, living in our depression, getting rid of our suicidal thinking, wiping away our sins, getting rid of our sickness and disease. Your, your, your healing is already paid for by those stripes that were held up on a pole out in the middle of a, out on the Mount Morale, up on that hill being washed. Those stripes coming on his back were paying the penalty for your sins and buying your healing. 
you ought to get tenacious when it comes when you say back. This is nice stripes on the hill. You ought to get you ought to get angry. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost heart by his stripes. I already been healed. You are a thief and you are you are you are trespassing on my body, which happens to be the body of God. And I command you to get off in the name of Jesus. This takes an attitude. Go way out, Jesus goes way out in the wilderness and tell them, get behind me. Times you standing all in front of me talking crazy. Get behind me, Satan. Don't you sit there and have demonic conversations all day long. The moment you recognize it, get behind me in the name of Jesus. I got an accelerated life to live. Jesus got here and let him know, I want you to know I can get rid of you with one pinky. This is what I can whoop you with. This is what I can whoop the whole demonic world with. One believer, one believer's authority is greater than the entire demonic force and one third of the fallen angels. One believer's voice. One believer's voice is greater than the unnumerable one-third of angels that fail with Satan and greater than him themselves. There's no reason why one believer ought to be running from the devil. The only way you can, only way he can exercise any authority over a believer is that we obey him. Everybody's preaching this. This year, I was talking to Pastor Cynthia's brother-in-law. He said, Pastor was preaching this. Pastor was preaching, this is a year of obedience. You're going to have to listen to God. He ain't got time for you to get all this done. <laughs> he said, you got to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Then the end's going to come. He said, but perilous times are going to come. There are going to be plagues running around everywhere. There are going to be troubled times. He said, but be of good cheer. Yeah. You are not in the plague. They don't belong to you. They didn't come for you. You are caught up in the kingdom of the almighty God. It surrounds you. It's in you. The angels encamp about you. The presence of God is on you. That's why no plague shall come now your dwelling. And it doesn't matter if you get some symptom on your body, you stand up and say, get out of here in the name of Jesus. Don't ask what happened. A pig come running through the door on your white carpet. You don't ask what happened. Yeah, a dog come through with muddy feet and run through your house. Somehow he got in. But you don't just sit there and say, well, how did, what happened? How did he get in here? Well, as long as you ask him questions, he's making tracks. He's making tracks while you are asking questions. You're supposed to get out of here. You, if, you, if you get on to get out of here quick, you have less tracks to clean up. Now, once we get him out of here, yeah. how, did, who, oh, let, how did he get in here? 
later conversation. Well, I'm going to ask that question. We can take care of that in a minute. We're talking about the accelerated living. Hallelujah. Look over here in second, I mean, uh, Colossians chapter 2. He said, Keith, the whole Godhead is in acceleration. The entire Godhead is in acceleration. Praise God. So we're going to have to be, we're talking about the Godhead, we're talking about the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. When we're talking about the Godhead, we're talking about Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And because, yeah, Colossians chapter 2, verse 9. And because you are in Christ Jesus, and you are the body of Christ, you've been put into the Godhead. That'll probably make some people mad. Go running around talking about he's been preaching heresy because they've been putting God in a class different from us. But all you got to read is Genesis chapter 1. Let us make man like us. Let him, let's, let's, we want to, if we're going to put him down there, he's going to have to be able to handle stuff like we do. He's going to have to be able to deal with things like we do. He's going to have to be able to deal with Satan like we did. When he cut up up here, we set him on fire and threw him out. Amen. Amen. And the whipping they put on him ought to look like the whipping you put on him. He shouldn't be whooped no different. The same, the same tenacity, the same, the same, the same eagerness, the same, the same, the same lashes and whipping they put on him. You ought to be doing it too. I said Colossians, didn't I? Okay, hold up, because y'all made me do this. Y'all make me do the Bible run on you. Y'all, yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. Turn over here to Luke chapter 10. Colossians is next. Luke's chapter 10. I'm half pronouncing words because you make me preach so fast. You, you are going you are, you are to interpret the message because you make me preach so fast then I have to have pronounced words. I wish I could preach real slow, but it's an accelerated year. And you need to be paying attention. Amen. So you ain't even got to call me. I could be working on something else. You can be over there whipping the devil yourself, and I can be working on something else. You can be over there getting increased. Y'all can go down there and pay the building off, and I, and I can stay in the word of God and pray. Let Jerry take the check down there. I don't need to go. Y'all get in here and whoop the devil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's accelerated year. Uh, over here in Luke chapter 10, verse 17. And the 70 that Jesus sent out. <laughs> oh, praise God forever. <laughs> Jesus got 70 people accelerated. He told them, y'all going to go out and heal the sick. Come on now. He said, y'all heal the sick. Y'all say the kingdom of God is here. Y'all cast out devils. One place he even told them, go out there and raise the dead. Even. Church got a lot of catching up to do. And then when he told them at verse 17, the seven returned again with joy. Come on now. 
They returned with joy. They didn't come back to prison so hard out there. Corona everywhere. People don't want Jesus. They want Jesus. They don't want it, but they don't want a conversation. They don't want another philosophy. They want power. They need power to change their life. What is the first thing Jesus gave the church? Oh, you shall receive power. And they celebrated church as a church of power. Come on now. And they celebrated church is keeping up with God at a place is manifesting power. Now we got some power up in here. Because we seeing some stuff turn. Yes, we are. We done cultivated some stuff where some power can turn some things. Amen. And what the devil had planned never happened because the power stopped him. Amen. Well, they came back and they started talking about the power. They said, Lord, even the devils with an S on them. They said everything the devils had. Come on now. These men are not even born again. These men are not even born again men. They haven't been washed in the blood like you. They have not received a new nature like you. They are still dead men in their spirit. But they have authority because Jesus gave it to them. He gave, Jesus gave them authority to go in all. He gave us the authority to go in all the world. They're just preaching in Israel using his authority. He said the devils are subject unto us. That means they obey you. He says, and through and unto us, he says, they are subject unto us, unto us through your name. <laughs> the Bible said Jesus is your name. He didn't just give you the, he, he doesn't let you use the name. He gave you the name. You are an owner of the name. And every time you hold it up, Everything in heaven is bowing. Come on now, if you carry the name in accelerated pace, everything in heaven has got to bow. Everything in the earth has got to bow. And everything below the earth has got to bow. This is supposed to be your greatest year on this planet because the word of the Lord is, this is your accelerated year. Hallelujah. That's what it said. I'm coming. He says right here, and he says unto them, I shall, he, he said unto them, I beheld Satan. Y'all got him too? Well, we got him up there too. I beheld Satan when we threw him out as lightning lit on fire, falling from heaven. Heaven can't be that far away. And the Bible said he, did, he fell and hit the ground. That's a long way. And then hit the earth. It hurts if you just fall right here. Amen. You're going to feel something if the usher don't even catch you. And you falling in the spirit. You're going to feel that concrete under that rug. Oof. You're going to say something like that. But he fell all the way from the third heaven down to the middle heaven. Found through the heaven just above the earth and smacked the ground. Yes, sir. And it says, now, behold, he said, pay attention, verse 19. I'm giving you, I'm giving unto you power. The devil we threw to the ground. Don't play with him. Don't go to his movies. Don't go to his parties. 
Don't smoke his dope. Don't drink his liquor. Don't do his thing. Don't use his attitude. Don't use his hate. I want him and all of his stuff under your foot. I give you power to tread on scorpions and serpents. And over all. I had to holler all because some of you wouldn't have heard it. Over all the power of the enemy. And nothing. Well, you never know what can happen to us. See, you ain't accelerated. You ain't accelerated. You ain't looked at that scripture. You ain't looked at it. I can tell by, I can listen to people's conversation and I can tell what they've been listening to. Nothing shall by any means. I don't care what means they try. I don't care what methods they try. I don't care what comes down the pike. No weapon formed against you can prosper. Nothing shall by any means harm you. Well, praise God, you ought to go to sleep at night. Amen. I don't care how much corona they say out there. You ought to go and sleep at night. It's not coming near me. It's not harming me in the name of Jesus. And if I got some tracks on me in the process of throwing out the dog, then we're going to get the tracks off. Amen. Because the Bible says they shall recover you are in redemption. I'm going back to the original state. My carpet is going to look like the dog never got in the house. Amen. It's going to look like the dog never got in the house. Amen. You don't come out with, redemption doesn't leave you with scars and bruises. Amen. When God's delivering power and his manifestation of his glory gets done with you, it's going to look, your white carpet will look like a dog never came through the door. So I'm not going to live with your tracks. Nothing shall by any means harm you. That's what he said. Now come over here to Colossians. I'm going to show you what you're going to have to do to live like that. Who's giving him the word? Jesus is. That's his word. Jesus talking, teaching them how to live on this planet. Why? Because in three years, I'm going to be gone. Now, I've been handling them while I was down here. I'm the one that threw him down here. And I've been handling him for three years. And Jesus showed up. And you know, the devil ain't been cast out. And since they threw him out of heaven, he had never been cast out. For 4,000 years, he had never been cast out. When Jesus showed up in Jerusalem, there's 480 synagogues, and you couldn't get healed in one of them. And now he comes into the synagogue, the demons start screaming. Jesus, what are you doing here? Thou son. They recognized him. They picked up on him and recognized him. We want recognition up in here that we are the blood washed. 
Our name is written in heaven. We are the saints of the most high God. And we've been given keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatever we say goes down here. I'm pushing to get believers to live like that. I'm preaching to get, because it's the right way to live. He had 70 of them doing that. Then I saw this in verse 19. Verse 19 in Colossians. It says here, and not holding the head. He's talking about a people that has not been obedient to live in acceleration. And people that don't hold on to Jesus, cleave to him. They make him optional is what he's talking about. Don't be like those people that are not cleaving to him. Make sure you keep your Bible close. Make sure you got scriptures that represent your accelerated year. Take the ones I'm giving you, amen, to represent your accelerated year. Go back and listen to New Year's night service. Let this thing build in you because he's, he's building it in me. Amen. Because I've never preached this message before. I never preached the rate of change before because we're at a place where we've never been before. Amen. We're at a place we've never been before. We're moving at a pace now. We're moving at a pace now, but this thing is gearing to take off. He said, as soon as you get in that building, he said, supernatural increase is coming. It's people just get, we, we waiting for y'all to get in the building. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We waiting for y'all to get in the building. And uh, I was out playing golf. Did I tell y'all about that? I was out, I already told everybody about that. No, I didn't. They didn't hear it. They didn't hear that. You try. They didn't hear that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah they heard it. Yeah. <laughs> you got to stay in it with me, Pastor Seth. <laughs> it's an accelerated year. <laughs> and he was a Caucasian gentleman. He was about sixty, maybe seventy years old. He was retired. He said, "I heard you were a pastor." He said, "I heard she was a pastor." If, if you heard it, Pastor, you can hear it again. Praise God. And he said, I heard you was a pastor. I said, yes. He said, I probably wouldn't be welcome in your church, would I? I said, there are other white males in this church. I said, you would have to get in line. And it's even more of them coming. Because they're they going to be coming because of the spirit. But not because of color. Amen. We got Gaston, we got Gaston and, and, and Josie Ann over there uh, from the Congo. Yeah. Amen. And then we got Jasmine and, and, uh, and uh, Paige from Hawaii. Yeah. Amen. It's all, it's all kinds of, it's going to be all kinds of nationalities in here. Yeah. 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 Boo, her family's from Asia somewhere. Yeah. Where are you from? Uh, uh, El Salvador? Yeah. We got to have Salvador people up in here. Amen. 
Who else? George, where are you from? Boswale? North Nashville. We got, we got North Nashville up in here. Go out there and check the hook. Now I'm just messing with you. Messing with you, Adrian and and and, and uh, Marjorie. Where y'all from? We got Jamaicans in here. Well, and we got Venezuelans up in here, and we got Guyana over there. We got Somalia. Oh, right over there. This is a multiracial house. We don't care about your color. We don't care about your culture. We got the kingdom of God now. You can wear your stuff, but speak in the Holy Ghost. We got a whole new language. From North Nashville. Yeah. Hallelujah. So I told him, I said, you got to get in line. You got to get behind Jim and Turner and Scott and Matt, and you got to get behind them men. Then he looked at me real strong. Then he went home and checked their Facebook page out. <laughs> Next time I saw, he said, I saw your message and I saw your church, and there was two of them then. They said, we are coming. I said, get your Caucasian butt on down here with the rest of us. Jesus don't care what color you are. He wants to know, will you accelerate? That's all he wants to know. Will you live in acceleration? Because you are in acceleration, you can be moving so fast, you don't care what color you are. Praise God. As long as you are doing the will of God in the earth, and breakthroughs are taking place all around you. The devil is under your foot. Your seeds are being multiplied. You are funding the end time harvest. You are building buildings for cash. For Jesus. Yes. And amen. From a small seed. <laughs> You got everything in that seed. Everything is in that seed. Now it's about ready to pow. Yes, it is. Because why? Because God said so. You got to understand who you are. Get your little prophecy book out. Keep going over it. We're going to be praying it every day. Because this is coming to pass. Look at this right here. Look at this right here. Not, not holding to the head, but we want to hold to the head because this is how increase and acceleration take place. It takes place when you cleave to God. Amen. And cleaving to God, you have to cleave to God so you can keep pace with God. Yeah. If you slow, if you keep pace with God, you ain't going to be here with the devil's talking about anyway. He said holding to the head from which the, all the body, all the body by joints, that's us, the body, by joints, bands, having nourishment ministered. You get nourishment when you cleave into God. Your faith gets nourished. Your joy gets nourished. Your peace gets nourished. Your mind gets nourished. 
Your body gets nourishment. You're holding to him. And as he is then, so are you in this world. You become what he is. You're holding so close to him. The church has been too far away from God. The Bible said if you want to, get, you want to see God manifest, you got to get close to him. Draw nigh to him. And he'll get close to you. You'll start moving at a clip with God. He said, if you keep my commandments and if you love them, do me, and you'll do those commandments, I will manifest myself to you. You'll get, you'll get moving so fast in the spirit, accelerated with God, you'll begin to see his presence. You'll begin to flow with him in his presence. That's his promise in John 14. Accelerated living gets the manifestation. I will manifest myself to you. You're going to see the power of God this year. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He said, as you're holding to him and being nourished and ministered to and knit together, this, 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 this town is knit together. It's knit together in its many threads and it's material, but it's so knit together that it functions as one. And God says, I want you so knitted with Jesus that as he is, the earth gets God results, not my results or your results. It gets God's results. Christ in you, living through you. Take it. Take the rest of your life with God living through you. And then it says, when we live this way, he said, knit together, increaseth. There's the acceleration. With the acceleration of God. You start moving with the acceleration of God. The pace God moves with. That's how this thing begins to happen. And when it happens this way, it becomes uncontainable. It becomes uncontainable. You're going to have to stay close to God. Let me show you how to do this. This is my last set of scriptures, Mark chapter 4, because Dr. Jacobs has this in this note. And uh, right after service on New Year's night, Diamond, she walked up to me. She said, Dr. Rogan, I, I, I need that. Uh, come on up here and get it, baby. Amen. She said, I need a copy of that sheet. And if she got one for herself, she's going to make a copy and give it to you too. I advise you to get it and put it up on your refrigerator and confess every day. Every time you go to that refrigerator, say, times of acceleration. Amen. I'm living in times of acceleration. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and then he put down here, the cycle moving faster, which means in the same amount of time, you're going to produce more manifestations. It's what Jesus said the works I do, you shall do, and greater, which means they're going to be greater, more quantity, because I'm giving you even a compressed time where the power and the increase of God is going to be producing so many manifestations because we're moving with him. That's why the enemy wants us separated from him. I don't want you reading your Bible. I don't want you coming to church. Dr. Jacobs couldn't open them doors and I not be in there. He couldn't open the doors and I not be in there. No, there's never in my 12 years with him, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, 
special meetings, board meetings, Bible Institute. I'm there. I'm there. He couldn't do it. He, he wasn't going to have to do it without me. And I go tell somebody, I ain't seen you in, I ain't seen you in months, and I'm going to say that's my pastor. It's even worse, well, that's my Jesus. No. See, you're going to reap what you sow. I know my seed. And I know what he's going to fill this church up with. I know my harvest. God said, I will not be mocked. Exactly what you sowed, that's what you're going to get. And what my family sowed up there for 12 years, that's what we are getting. So from a small seed, accelerates a mighty tree. And where there has been a little, there shall be a lot. In our checkbook, there shall be abundance and no lack. And I'm raising you up to be a ruler in that city and anointing your wife to minister to women. And even though the ground has been hard, don't you lose one minute of sleep. I position you in that city and in this hour. And I saw you like David out in the middle of the sheep field. And I, it's just like I raised him up from out of the backside of the wilderness, falling behind sheep. I'm going to raise you up. And where other men have failed me, you will not fail me. And as it is with priests, so shall it be with people. You getting the same blessing. You getting the same manifestations. You getting the same increase. You getting the same material blessings. Because we're one for all and all for one. We are one in Christ Jesus. And the blessing is going to overtake this place. God done called it. Now I got to do this and go home. What time is it? See there, you let me preach without my watch. <laughs> I rested. I got to Indiana, and I went to the, I went to the meeting that night, because we got there, went to the meeting that night, and I rested before the meeting. I got up, went to the morning meeting. As Soon as the morning meeting was over, I went back to my room, I put on something comfortable, got in my bed, and slept to the night service. Dr. Jacobs got up, y'all got time for one more scripture? Yes, I do. I am wide awake. I have nowhere else to go. It's times of change for me. Go on, because I recognize the office of the prophet, and I am going to respect it. And he told us, you know what you get when you get the, when you honor the office of the prophet, you get the desire of your heart. I am going to bring you your deepest desire to come to pass when you support that ministry and honor it, oh, y'all got a double anointing up in here. You got a prophet sent from heaven, a pastor sent from heaven. Your days of lack are over with. You're getting the desire of your heart. You're being multiplied, and now you're going into increase. 
Because we're using our mantles up in here. Yes, we are. Yeah, it worked. If it's just them two sitting right there now. It worked. I was with Latonya because her sister passed away. And then we get the text from Margie. See, I'm anointed to minister in two places at the same time. Amen. It's like J. Ira's daughter and the woman with the issue of love. The man will just going to work. It's going to work for both of them. They getting comfort, they getting healing. And it's not by might nor by power, but by the spirit of the living God. And then you coming back getting the word of God at the same time. Because there's a mantle in the house. I'm going to magnify this mantle so that you live with abundance, so that your days of depression are over with, suicidal thinking and lack are over with. We're going to magnify our offices because the Bible tells us to. <laughs> Sent his brother-in-law. Said, we watch your website, and Candace was teaching on deliverance. He said, oh, oh no. We anointed up in here. I don't even have to be here. And the same power, the same power, because we're raising up people. Pastor Cynthia can bless you. Caleb can bless you. Aggie can bless you. Candace can bless you. What you miss because you say, Pastor Rogan ain't here. And buddy, we got some others coming. I almost kicked the chair over right there. Because there's some others coming. God is going to spread this church on the rock out. He's going, you know, he's stretching it across the city. Then he's going to do that right there. I told you it's celebration time. Some of you are going to be in places you only dreamed about. But you got to run. You got to run with me. See, I figured it out. There ain't no place to go. <laughs> but oh, <laughs> I was reading. That's over in. <laughs> okay, let's do that. Then we go. I was looking over that in Psalm 17. See, I done figured it out. You think that relationship is going to satisfy you, but you wrong. You, you done missed it. But go on, get it. Go on, get in it so you can find out. Go on, get in it. Won't do it. Pull the trigger. sing it to her. You are the love of my life. Both be singing it to Jesus. But you think a person is going to sing it. You think a person is going to satisfy you. So go on sing it to him. Go on give him that kind of honor. You are the home that I cling to. Yeah. You mean more than this world to me. You're going to fall in love. 
Then when your heart is broke, what's love got to do? No, I got to go and do my man. Come on over here. They'll be all right. It's going to be. It's going to be. It's going to be all right. The sun's going to come up tomorrow. <laughs> well, praise God. All right. Psalm 17, verse 15. As for me. See, I'm, I'm there. See, I'm there. See, I'm there. As for me, no house is going to satisfy me. I love Pastor Cynthia. She loves me even more. Because I, I got it like that. And so. And we just together. But we rejoice together. She's not my joy. Jesus gave me a joy nobody could take away. Amen. So if anybody was to walk out of my life, yeah. I still got joy. Yeah. I still got joy. Joy, 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 joy. Yeah. All right, as for me, I will behold thy face in righteousness. You want to be able to Real life is standing in the presence of God, in the very face of God without any shame or guilt, without calling yourself a sinner, but standing in his very righteousness, in his very presence as a son. The purpose of having a son, the purpose of having a son is that you mature him and bring him to the place where he is your equal. Jesus counted it not robbery to be equal with God. It's the purpose of having a son. So you can one day look him eye to eye and talk to him and honor him as a man. purpose of having a daughter is to raise her up as your equal and have matured her where you both have mutual respect for one another as one adult to another. There's something wrong when you still got to you my child. Is that how you talk to every adult woman? Is that how you talk to every adult woman? You still trying to get a respect out of an adult? What happened through the years? They should have been brought up to respect you in the first place. Amen. Now, I don't have to remind you. We are both adults. And I will treat you like any, uh, I will treat him like any other man. Amen. I would not go in his house and try to tell him how to run it because you my child. That's another man. No more not go in Jerry's and try to tell him how to run it. Amen. Say amen to that. Amen. And I don't know who needed it, 
but now you got it. In righteousness, we stand not I, and I shall be satisfied when I awake with the likeness of God. And that is what Jesus gave you, the likeness of God, and he is supposed to be your joy and your daily delight and you're supposed to keep pace with him. And if you do, you will increase with the increase of God. And you'll have supernatural breakthroughs and manifestations of power. Because you'll be facing this world in the likeness of God. Amen. You ought to spend this time. Acceleration means you're cleaving to God. Yes. For me, I don't even want to turn the television on I don't even want it on because I know they don't have nothing. They don't make shows for people accelerating for God. And even some of the Christian shows are too slow. Jesus' costume don't even look right. How much money do y'all put into this movie? I mean, it's just, I, anyway. Some of them out there are good. The passion is good. But you can only watch that about one time. Because the price he paid to set us free was horrid. I saw it one time. And Mel Gibson, when he made it, he said, if they had really shown you the price, you'd have walked out of the theater. Only Mary could stand there because that's her son. John, because he's so covenant-minded. Ah, we need covenant-minded people that can stay the course even when it gets Son, behold your mother. Mother, behold your son. Whoever you give your mother to, that's who really had your back. John learned that day. He learned that no man take your life. You have to lay it down. He was so, his vicious was so much, you couldn't even recognize him as a man. He should be dead. But he's living. He's living. Because no man can take the life of God. He had to lay it down. He laid it down. But he said, I'm going to pick it back up. It was an acceleration. He said, after three days and three nights, I'm going to pick it back up. And he picked it back up and he crushed the devil, stripped him of all dominion and authority, took back the keys, took the keys of hell and death in the grave. You no longer even control death. Loose Abraham and everybody in Abraham's bosom and let them go off to heaven. Went through the tomb, picked his body back up. He said, that's the same power 
that I'm giving you the power to pick a body back up and a stone rolled away. And he ascended into heaven and says, I'm not coming by myself. I have paid the penalty for their sins. And now they can awake in your likeness and be born again and become rulers again in the planet just like we planted it. And now it's time to, for us to catch up with the real us. You cleave to your word. You take these scriptures and you go over these scriptures. Amen. You get some help today.